I'm so excited you're here today. I'm in a series called Family, and I get to talk to all the women today. My mother said to me, she said, that is a brave man that will try to stand and talk about women. And I said, well, just come. So I called her this morning. She's been in intercessory prayer. And uh, Robin said, I love you, but I'm probably leaving halfway through it. I said, all right. (laughs) So I get to talk to you ladies today. So ladies, buckle up and listen with your heart and your mind because I want to challenge you. But what I also want to say is I've never taught this before. So you're getting it hot off the griddle. I've tried to be very thoughtful about it. uh, And it's not because I joke all the time that I live with all women. That's the joke if you go here. Like for 33 years, Robin, and then as she said, all girls, even two grand girls. So we are gifted with girls. But, But what I share with you is not because I've lived with all women. I often joke with Robin that I wish I would have known what I know about women back when I was in high school. Mm, I'd have been awesome because what I thought, what I thought girls talked about is not what they talk about. And um, so I'm very excited to share with you today. As I said, I've never talked about it before. So some of it's me trying to work it out and get it out, but it's not done tritely. I have thought about this for years and I've meditated on it. I will also put this disclaimer on it. I never ask you to believe what I believe. I think, you know, the things that are very solid about Jesus, of course I will. But when it comes to different topics in the Bible, uh, we all can find various things we believe and and we land on it. So what I want to share with you today is what I believe. You don't have to believe it, but I would encourage you, typically if I'm going to stand up and share it, I've thought about it, I've reasoned it. I've tried to debate it at times in various ways of my life. And then if I do stand up here and present it to you, I feel like I can do it and back it up scripturally. So ladies, I want to talk to you today. Here's our opening scripture. Matthew chapter 4. We've been here all year since January. Jesus called out to them and said, come follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. We've said this, the most important thing, person you can fish for is your family. Come on, somebody. It's the greatest thing you can fish for is family. And so what I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about a woman. There is an onslaught against women today. And what I want to share with you is I don't think, if, if I'm going to just judge my own self here, what I'm going to share with you today is not a sermon. I'm sure it will be edited and downloaded to YouTube somewhere and it'll be titled a message. But I feel like it's a prophetic word, at least to this house. I I don't want to be so arrogant that I would think it would go to the nation. I don't really care if it does. What I care is that I've been obedient to share with you. And so if you came today, I believe there's something, whether you're a man or a woman, a young person, that will bless you. So thinking about this, it's been a challenge of how do you talk about women when it's such a a variety of ways we think about women. I studied cultural anthropology in my training and education and every culture has the ways within which women are to behave and perform, how they are to dress, uh, how they're perceived in the community. 
Even in Jesus' time, when you read the Bible, there's just a lot in there that if you just uh, surface reading, you read it and you think, oh man, God must think this about women because there's harems, there's uh, multiple wives, there's, it's just weird all through the Bible of the way women are treated and many times because of a lack of ignorance, we assume that this is, must be what God thinks about women. But I would love to tell you this, God did not come to the world to change cultures. He came to the world to change hearts. So when he would introduce himself into a culture, if the culture was a perverted culture, God didn't come to change the perversion. He came to change the hearts. And when hearts are changed, cultures change. So a lot of what we read in the Bible is we read stories where the hearts are not changed. They're very rebellious, perverted people. And God inserts himself to try to redeem the thing that was lost. And so what I want to do today, it sounds so, uh, I just don't want it to sound prideful. I want to redeem what I think has been lost concerning that subject of a woman. So I went back, which I always do if you know me. The best way to understand anything from God is to go back before humans messed it up. And so I went into the book of Genesis. And what I want to share with you today comes from Genesis, and we will stay in that book. Genesis chapter 2 is our starting point. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. And so the Lord God caused the man to fall in a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed the place with flesh. That was my starting point this week. As I read it, I highlighted the words that are the typical. We'll talk to women. You're a helper, but you came from a rib because God wants you to guard the man's heart and you're to be under his arm and not his feet. And I've been there, done that, taught all those messages, but I kept reading. And the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother. They may come back and move in the basement. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, we're always good. We're always good to help out. Uh, This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. And they become one flesh. Again, I've taught multiple uh, stories and sermons about this and your one flesh and how to get along with each other and how to argue and communicate. But this is what intrigued me. And I've read Genesis hundreds of times. I even did a class on Genesis, 20, I think it was 27 lessons long, and I just blew right by this. And I, I'm even kind of like upset that I missed it in that moment, but maybe it wasn't a God moment. Verse 25, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame, period. The reason it's the period, it's the end of the chapter, no details, Just God saying, I made a man, I made a woman, I made a woman out of a rib, I put a man asleep, I brought him, it was his wife, and he's so excited, you! And then it just ends with him naked. And then the next chapter is the downfall of humanity. And I said in my Genesis class, I don't necessarily know the amount of time between chapter 2 and 3, I have my speculations, it was thousands of years, but... But the speculation is the period here is the period right before the downfall of all humanity. And this intrigued me. 
It intrigued me because I've been in religion a long time. It intrigued me because I grew up in church. It intrigued me because I know what religious people think about women and how it's been taught and and what we, you know, society thinks about women, especially in my studies of anthropology, what, what different tribal beliefs are for women or, or religions, Islam versus Christianity versus Hinduism and where women fit within those categories of life. And then we define them. Here's my problem though. I had to go back and the thing that intrigued me is that the very first time we were introduced to a woman, there were no rules or stigmas to define her. We're just left with her being naked with a man, but there's no rules. And that scares me because today we've defined women by the rules we've put on you, the stigmas we've put on you, the dogmas we've put on you. But here at the very beginning, there's nothing to define her. There, there is no, hey, you should not wear gaudy clothes. You shouldn't wear makeup. You should only wear skirts, never wear, never wear pants. You shouldn't cut your hair. You should not wear jewelry. You should never stand in a pulpit and try to teach a man you're too stupid. Don't do that. Women can't pastor. There, were, there weren't even pastors. There was no makeup here. There's no clothes here. There's no gaudy jewelry. There's no diamonds. They're naked. And you would think if God knows what's coming, he would have said, look, now that y'all are here and naked, I'm about to tell you it's going to go down bad. <laughs> Don't wear jewelry. What's jewelry? Oh, you'll know later. And no makeup. What do you mean makeup? I kind of like the way I look, but you won't one day. You'll hate it. Right? So when we're introduced to her before a human got involved, we're introduced to a species of a female and no rules are given to her. She's totally free. She can be everything God has designed her to be. Nobody's going to stand in her way. There's nobody to blame. There's nobody to say I'm this way because of that person. It's just a man and a woman that are going to be defined by the almighty God. And what I would like to do with you this morning is I would like to define to you how God first defined you ladies before we men and cultures got involved and changed the show on you. Here's the scripture. The question bids, what is a woman? You would think we would know. We, we're stupid people. We literally just elected someone to the Supreme Court and they said, what is a woman? And she goes, I don't know. I'm like, how could you not, Bloomin', know what a woman is? A two-year-old can tell the difference between a boy and a girl when they drop their diapers. It's that simple. <laughs> Medical science tells you it's an X and a Y and an X and an X. That's how simple. But we're living in a culture where who would have ever thought we would be trying to define what a woman is? You would think they would have just told us this. We don't even need to discuss this. It's been around so long, we're good with it. But we're living in a generation, ladies, where everything is being shoved down your throat, my opinion, to mock what a woman really is. And the reason culture is mocking you is because the power God designed in you when you were first created. And the enemy knows if he can destroy you, he can destroy it all. That's what he knows. Think about this for a moment. When God made male and female, he made the man first. And then what we just read out of the man comes this 
divine creation that was such the divine mind of God. Adam didn't even get an opinion. He put him to sleep. You'll never think of what I'm thinking, so go to sleep. And then here's this beautiful thing called a woman. Ladies, I want to tell you something. You are the divine pinnacle of God's creation. Because Adam could go nowhere until you arrived on the scene. The kingdom of God could not progress until you got here. So even though Adam is in the image of God and Adam has all power and all authority to rule and reign, he can go nowhere until this woman shows up in his life because when she shows up in his life, she will carry the ability to move the kingdom forward. Watch, the kingdom cannot move forward until she's inserted in it. And the moment she's inserted in it, the kingdom can start moving forward. But I appeal to you that the moment she was inserted, it was so powerful. It was such the pinnacle of God's creation. The female is the pinnacle of God's creation. Not the man. I know women. We've told you that we are the pinnacle. Just look at this body. The pinnacle. of God's creation right here. We will stare at ourselves. We think that you want abs. We think we are not. Ladies, I, men, I'm sorry. I love all of you. We are not the pinnacle of God's creation. We were created and God looked down. Fellas, I'm going to talk to the fellas a second. God, God, the creator looked down at a man and looked at us. It ain't good for him to be alone. <laughs> And he's the one that made us. Now, if the creator who made us goes, oh, man, he's either thinking, oh, I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Or he's got something that's even higher than the man. And it was the female, the woman that he would bring in. Now, here's the thing. The moment he brings the woman into the equation, the next chapter, the enemy shows up. The devil could care less about Adam. Because ergo the woman, ergo every man. Proverbs chapter 7 says, Many a mighty man has been brought down by a woman. You want me to destroy a kingdom? Don't bring me soldiers, bring me a woman. A woman can destroy an entire kingdom. Not because she's a harlot, not because she's a floozy, not because she's a whore and a hooker. She was designed by God as the pinnacle to move everything forward. You want to change a nation? Grab the mind of a woman and you can shift an entire nation. You want to destroy a king that is a man after God's own heart? Give him a woman and Bathsheba will take him down. You show me the wisest man that ever lived, Solomon, I'll show you 700 women that turned his heart that by the time he died, he was not the wisest man that ever lived because a woman corrupted his heart. Ladies, don't ever think you're some little dirtbag, whorish, prostitute, weak, anemic kind of species. You are the pinnacle of everything God has ever created. Ever. We can't even move forward till you show up. That's the power of a woman. And everybody knows, everybody that's married, everybody. 
If a woman ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? It's the joke. It's the joke of the thing. And here we sit today. The reason we're trying to determine what a woman is is not because we're stupid. Science knows what a woman is. Educators know what a woman is. You're the pinnacle of everything God. So the pinnacle of everything God, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to create a generation that can't even define how much power you have. Ladies, this is going to blow you away. You probably don't know this, but I'm about to enlighten you. You have the ability to incubate a human being. Elon Musk may go to Mars. I'll be proud if he does, but yeah, I'm glad you found it. But he can't incubate a human. I don't care how powerful a male species gets. He cannot incubate a human being. Ladies, do you understand? You can grow a human inside you. Where have we lost the the audacity of God's creation that God's got? Okay, Adam, (laughs) you look good naked man, gave you some abs. And then he brings this woman. He goes, now she's the pinnacle. Why is she the pinnacle? I mean, I was here first. Yeah, you were here first, but first doesn't mean pinnacle. You were here first because I needed to establish some things, but I brought her along. And I just want you to know that the reason she's the pinnacle is because she can produce other humans. Like the God of the world that created a human created another human that can create humans. Wait, it gets better. Not only can you incubate and grow a human being inside you, when that thing comes out, you are a grocery store. You can feed that kid for two to three years. You give a baby to a man, dead in four days. We're like, I don't know why it's dying. They said get it to latch on because we are in a grocery store. That is power when a human can birth a human and then without even eating food can feed a human because you become a self-motivated human-creating machine that can feed a human. Does that not blow your mind? And yet we've dumbed you down to nothing more than barefoot, babies, bacon, and then the other B word. I'll let you sort that one out. That's what we've labeled you. We give you labels. We define you barefooted in the kitchen, baby. Get in the bedroom, honey. Because what we've done is men, is men have subjugated the power of a woman. I'm going to teach you this. Here's what happens. We run amiss when we allow unregenerate minds. That's what's happening in 2023. Young girls, I'm going to tell you something, young ladies. Don't you believe the... I was about to say something bad, and I don't want to say that. Don't you believe the lies that the devil is putting for you that a man can be a woman? I don't care how much they shove it down your throat. I don't care how many beers Dylan Mulvaney sells. I don't care if he thinks he's a woman. I don't care if he thinks he's having period cramps. I don't care. Let him be whatever he wants to be. But I'm going to tell you the one thing he'll never be is a person who can birth and feed another human. Lady, 
please don't believe it. You're being lied to. A generation, young ladies, young ladies in your teens, you're being lied to by a culture that wants to demean the power of a woman and keep you subjugated and keep you thinking that even when you're a woman, a man is going to attempt to be a woman. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And my best advice is get off the dad blame TikTok and believing everything people tell you because some of it is stupidity, asinine, straight from the pit of hell. And we don't need it. And yet kids today are just like, well, I guess if you want to be a girl. No! No, if you want to be gay, great, go for it. We got it. Yeah, you want to be girl with girl, great. You cannot be a man that turns himself into a woman. You've hit the lowest of the lows, Satan. Now you're touching male and female. But because of sin, unregenerate minds now define a woman. It's what's happening in front of our nation right now. Unregenerate minds are saying what a woman can be. And then sociological mores. It's the way cultures think about women. It's the way society thinks about women. Almost every culture demeans women. Almost every culture when a a girl is born, it's less of a human because we desire the men. We want male babies, not female babies. On the open market, they're being sold into the sex trade. ABC, NBC, CBS, NFL, NBA, and NBA. That's baseball, all the major sports. They don't come close to the revenue that the pornography industry is making. Why? Because unregenerate minds have deemed a woman to be nothing more than potential moneymaker. And we accept it. It is what it is. It's what it is. It's no big deal. And even into the church, religious dogmas here in the blue. Even in the church, we don't know how to deal with strong women. When you're a strong woman, we label you as a Jezebel. We kick you out. That's a Jezebel spirit. No, it's just that you don't like a strong woman because she intimidates you. Well, they just need to get quiet. So what, the way we deal with women in the ministry is we put you over in the nursery. And the reason we do that is because we don't like babies. Men are just here, you go serve the babies. But I'm telling you, in every realm of life, the woman has been dumbed down from what God intended her to be. And the reason we did it is because, again, you ladies have the ability to shift a nation. This is what I, I genuinely believe this. Ergo the woman, ergo's the whole nation. Men will always follow a woman. Don't, don't you think it's not true? It is, it is the craziest thing. The Bible says that a woman can lead a man astray. The Bible says he'll be walking down the road and glance over at his house. And, and the Bible says, don't you go that way. She will bring you down. She has power. So powerful is this woman that, that Lucifer, it was the first place he began to tempt. I want to teach you what God thinks now about women. So God said, and and ladies, when I share it with you, I'm telling you, it's going to be the antithesis of what you've been told. God said in Genesis 1, 26, let's make human beings in our image just like us. They'll reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry on the ground. So God 
created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Now, here's where it gets weird, weirdly strange. And God blessed them, male and female, and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, govern it, and reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Our very first introduction to the female, where God makes a comment, is that she's to multiply, she's to govern, and she's to reign. However, the way it's taught is she should submit. She should listen to me as the man. We're in charge. Y'all get it? Every culture, oh, no, 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 we keep you down. You, you don't make as much money. You, we got to keep you subjugated. But when God introduced her, he introduced her with no real guideline other than multiply. She can't do that alone. Govern and reign. I want to teach you what God thinks about a woman with these three words. The first is multiply. It's the Hebrew word ravah. I probably said that wrong, but I'm redneck. I have no clue. But here's what it means. It means to, to be or to become great, to grow great and increase in number and become numerous. It's exactly what you would think. It's the ability to birth humans. If more humans don't come along, then the plan goes awry. Here's why I know that. Because Lucifer is a spirit being and he doesn't die off. So all he has to do is outlast humans. So if he can outlast humans, he wins. But if humans multiply and increase, well, he has to fight a battle all the time. Ladies, to show you how powerful you are, there are now 7.8 billion human beings that exist on planet Earth right now. That's how powerful you are. Every one of them came from a woman. Every one of them. All the things we see on planet Earth is because they came from the womb of a woman. Now, because Lucifer knows this, if I can pervert the thinking, I can shift an entire world. So what does Lucifer do? As women begin to become numerous and as babies are born and more humans keep coming along and those humans are fed by the woman and they're incubated by the woman, I have two options. I can either pervert the thinking of the woman or I can pervert the minds of her offspring. Either way I win. And he did that. Unregenerate minds have substituted multiplication for murder. It is now an acceptable practice to murder the womb of a woman. And we don't really care. It's her right. It's her choice. It was sold to us. And just so you know, it wasn't some Supreme Court decision in 1973 called Roe versus Wade. Uh, this murder, this multiplication showed up as soon as she had her first kid. Because as soon as Cain was born, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. This multiplication thing, you humans producing more humans, not, not going to happen. Come the second one. Oh, no. Okay, let's see. I will pervert her womb and her mind and their mind, so I'm going to have him kill him and run him off. Do you understand the very first moment she births a baby, the first story in the Bible is murder. Does that not shock you? 
Hey, you're going to multiply and replenish the earth, says God. Lucifer, <laughs> ain't no way, baby. I'm not letting these humans increase like that. We read it like, oh, poor Cain killed Abel. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not Cain and Abel. It's God and Lucifer fighting over the womb of a woman. If you don't take that story, take the one that when Moses is being born and God is going to multiply his nation and lead them out, the next thing is, no, go and kill all the babies. If that be not powerful enough, God sends a multiplication into the womb of a woman named Mary. And as soon as he's born, they send out a decree, go murder everybody from under two years old. Let's never think that this thing is just about some story in the Bible. It is literally the kingdom of God trying to multiply and the kingdom of Lucifer trying to murder. Here's the problem though. We, God's people, bought into the lie. 1973, Roe v. Wade was passed. Since 1973, 63,459,781 potential greatness have been brought to a halt. That word multiply means to potentially be great. It's to increase. That means in every woman there resides potential greatness. In every woman, it, it resides a next president, the next lawyer, a next doctor, a next teacher. A potential greatness resides in the womb of every woman. But I bought into a lie. Children are a bother. I don't have time. I got pregnant before I got married. And so I bought into the lie. But that's not the real challenge. Since 2023, around the world, 14,601,212 babies have been put to death. Potential greatness ended in the womb of a woman. Ladies, it's not about convenience. It's not about get rid of a child because you had it too early or because you had a career in mind and now it's been ruined by a baby. I get it. I get it. It's choice. I get it that it's your body. But understand this. There's a war for multiplication and a war for murder because Lucifer does not need humans who can represent and recreate other humans because if they keep reproducing, the battle keeps going forward. I downloaded the world clock on my phone for abortions just to remind me of the audacity of what's happening as we sit here in church today. And as we sit here in church today on the abortion clock from around the world right now as we speak, worldwide abortions are 1,693,236,470 with three abortions every second in the world. You see, ladies, it's not about convenience. It's about your force and your power. It's not about your body, your choice. It's about God's kingdom and the force and power that you bring to the world. If we can take your mind, we can take the world. If we can take your womb, I can take the world. It's been the plan of Lucifer all along. It's not just a 1970 Roe v. Wade. It's always been his plan. Capture the woman's mind and capture her womb. If I can capture her mind and womb, I can demean her. And if I can demean her, she will never be who God intended her to be. She will be dumbed down into cultural mores of what men think. Satan's number one tactic, ladies, is to mock a woman's potential greatness. 
Every abortion, whether you agree with abortion or not agree with abortion, whether you vote for it or against it or believe in a woman's choice, her body, her choice, the bottom line at the end of the day, a baby's life is being taken and that life is potential greatness because that life is a human and that human has the potential to keep the species moving forward. Whether we like that or not, it's biblical or not. At the end of the day, there's no denying that in your womb, when that baby, whether we kill it at three months or eight months or that no matter when we do it, if left alone, if you leave that little baby, that little seed, that little zygote, that little embryo, if you leave it alone, that woman will incubate a human being. And that human being comes out with all the potential to be great. And as soon as they're birthed, the enemy starts working to rob their potential greatness. To get them to hate who they are, hate where they've been born, hate their looks, hate their life, hate their situation. He's working on the womb and he's working on the mind. Number two, God said you're going to govern. This scares a lot of men. We often would joke about it when Hillary was running for president. Many of the memes and jokes were running around. My God, put a woman in the White House, she'll get on her period and she'll blow us all up. (laughs) We hate it. We don't mind you being in power. We just don't want you to know we hate it. We we men don't like you in power. Get in the kitchen and just be a woman. I don't... I don't want to deal with it, but we have to now because we've got equity laws and equality laws and all the laws of laws of laws and men don't know how to handle women who desire to govern because see built into a woman from day one is the desire to want to govern. A woman has a desire to govern. It's put in her by God. You will multiply and you will govern. A woman it has a desire to govern. Men, though, unregenerate minds of men, they don't want a woman to govern. I just want you home in an apron and make me some bacon and biscuits, woman. Keep you barefooted and pregnant. But see, built into this, I want to govern... But when she's married to an unregenerate man, and to govern means to subdue and to keep under and to bring in bondage. In other words, God's intention was the male and the female would keep everything at bay, keep everything in bondage, and rule and reign together. It's built into her. So just because cultural mores say, well, a woman should just stay at home or a woman should be this, it doesn't matter what you say culturally. Built into her is this this desire to govern, but not govern like we think. To govern like, you know, hey, she wants to be in charge because the original was she wasn't to govern alone. She was to govern with her husband. But when a woman now hates men, Because in about the 1970s and 80s, we started having cartoons where, I don't know if you watch them or not, I love cartoons. Men are just stupid. Every little show, men are stupid. The male species has dumbed himself down to complete stupidity. About all we can do is burp, fart, and drink a beer. That's the height of our glory in all of the shows that are on TV. While women rule everything, the house, the business, the money, which is cool. Because Hollywood played on that women desire to govern. But the problem is today, women want to govern, but they hate men. Women want to govern, but I don't need a man to do that. 
But God intended it that we had to be together. So if I'm Lucifer, how do I destroy a woman? I play on your desire to govern, but I want you to do it alone. In other words, I don't want you to do it. I, even God said it's not good for Adam to be alone, so let's leave him alone. Now it's not good for this woman to be with a man. It's better for you to be alone. And in the 1960s, the second wave of the feminist movement jumps in and we begin to define women culturally with this thing called women's lib, feminism. Some of you are old enough to remember you burned your bras. It was better to have your boobies free than clothed. And we ran around and we're free and we're free at last and we don't need women. We don't need men. We don't need, men can't dominate us, which is true. Women had power. Women are smart. I mean, how do you think? Most women are smarter than men anyway. But we, we have to just run this thing of, in the 1960s, this beautiful word called women's liberation. And it was, it was needed. Why? Because men so abused them and kept them at bay that their, their yearning to govern was just being stoked by the enemy. You can do this, but just do it without men. You don't know woman needs a man. And so women just went for it. And we have the women's lib movement. Now, this is not biblical, but it's statistical. From the feminist movement, what has happened is domestication has died. And what we have now is an increase in divorce, some 50 plus percent of divorce, poverty's at an all-time high, and rather than a husband and wife governing the home, we now have what we call institutionalized family. Your kids are raised by the school, your kids are raised by sports. Your kids are raised by daycare. Your kids are raised by the government. Your kids are raised by TikTok. Your kids are raised by Instagram because all I needed to do was have a woman desire to be free to chase after that God-given governing, to do it without a man, and if I can change her mind the way she thinks, get her to run after her dreams, run after her jobs, I can do this without a husband, I can do this without a man, yes you can, honey, because the government is gonna take care of you, help you, assist you, and give you everything you need. There goes daddy, there goes mama, here sits the kids, and the enemy wins because he destroyed everything God wanted which was what we were to govern together. Daddy now goes that way. Mama goes that way. Kids go that way. And we want to know, I don't know what's going on. Well, what's going on is when she comes home and you come home, you're so subjugated in your mind that you can't get along together and y'all don't know how to govern together and reign together. So therefore you're at odds with each other and a house divided will fall. There go you for another woman, her for another man, and there goes the kids into darkness. Because the enemy knows the power of the woman. Here's how we've run amiss. Satan's tactic is to mock a woman's force by keeping her subdued. Ladies, you have the ability to move the kingdom of God forward. I highlighted the word force because it's the Hebrew word for govern. I don't know if you know this. You would have to live with a woman to know it. But a woman has a force. And I'm not talking about Star Wars. The woman is so gifted by God that she can walk into a room and literally shift the environment. How, how the woman is will determine how the entire house is that day. You show me a bitter woman, I'll show you everybody that doesn't want to go home. 
I'll show you everybody off in their rooms. Because it's not that we, it's not that she's some bitty. It's not that she's some angry and then whatever title we give her. It's because from the moment God made her, she was given a force which could literally shift environments. She could shift environments. Ladies, you have the ability in your home. If you want a godly home, the force of your life can shift the environment of your home. It's why the Bible says, oh, way back here in the New Testament, now after we've got all the rules on you, it literally says that a woman has the ability to shift the way a husband thinks and the way he lives just by the way you live. Because not because you're some sorry woman, but because you have a force behind you. I dare not go into all of the historic times when a woman's force has shifted nations, kingdoms, families. But the enemy knows if he can get you, ladies, he can take it down. I can destroy a nation if I can destroy you. Here's the final word that God said. You're to rule together. The Hebrew word, ravdah. It means to have dominion and to dominate and to tread down. And my belief is, this is an opinion, my belief is the moment God said to the man and the woman, you are going to govern you're going to multiply and you're going to reign. Lucifer's ears picked up. Because from that moment, he's on the war path. The dominion that a woman was to have over all creation, her authority. Here's where it gets really interesting, ladies. The dominion that a woman was to have over all creation, her authority to govern and multiply, is going to be called into question. When we come to the next chapter, we don't come to a chapter where Adam is out with the sword guarding, with his muscles glistening in his naked body. The next chapter, we don't have Lucifer chatting with him as the priest of the garden. What we have is very strange in Genesis 3. Now the serpent was the shrewdest of all what? Now this is interesting. I don't have a lot of time to dig it out, but I did a whole teaching in Genesis. You can download it. But this is interesting to me because Lucifer doesn't show up as the devil with pitchfork horns or whatever we think he is. He shows up as a wild animal. Now why would he show up as one of the wild animals? Because God had told her, you're going to rule over these things. And so the first thing Satan is going to touch is whether or not she can be convinced not to rule. Because the thing that's going to tempt her is the person she was to have dominion over. He comes and says to her, one day he asked the woman... Did God really say to you, you must not eat from the fruit in the tree of the garden? Interesting to me. Why would Satan bypass Adam? I've heard every sermon on it. I could give you some reasons. Well, Adam just let her usurp his authority and she was talking to Lucifer and it should have been him. 
Well, you know, Adam was there, but he just let her take the lead, which is stupid. No man should ever let a woman take the lead. Yeah, I get it. I understand all those things because we're looking at it from a human perspective. Get out of your human perspective and go into the spirit world. Go into the world where a demon devil is fighting the creator God. Why would the devil, who was the created spirit being of the world, the highest order, he was, accordingly, the highest order of angel ever created by God. Why would the highest order of angel not take out Adam? Why would he go to Eve? Well, we look back and go, well, because she was weak. She's anemic. She wasn't submitted to her man. If she was, she wouldn't have been talking to that little snake. She just needed to be submitted, preacher. Yeah, that's because you're looking at it through your goggles now. Get your goggles out of the way and be the highest created being that God ever created in the spirit world. And the very first person he touches is the highest being God ever made, which was the female. Because he knew if I can get her mind and I can get her womb, I can destroy everything. I just need her mind and I need her womb. That's all I need. And so he comes to the pinnacle of the woman. Why the woman? Because Lucifer never showed up to tempt Adam when Adam was alone. You would think if Adam's alone, best time to take him out. He's alone. No, 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 no. Because he alone, he can do nothing. So I put the pinnacle of how he's going to move forward is this wonderful creation of a woman. And Lucifer knows if I can destroy her, I can destroy all humanity. Ladies, don't you ever believe that you just think you're some nothing more than a maid, a kitchen help, a baby making machine, or just some meat factory for the lust of a perverted man to get his jollies off on you while you show him your naked body. It's the most asinine, demonic thing ever. You are the pinnacle of the mind of God, and you don't need to be dumbed down and perverted down and shoved down into some cultural, perverted, unregenerated mind. Then God said to the woman, now here's, here's the ending and this is just where it gets dirty. Just dirty upon all dirt and we could spend eternity. The woman is tempted. She gives in. Paul Paul eats too. They ruin all of humanity. They didn't ruin it separately. They ruined it together. She ate first, nothing happened, but God, the enemy had her mind in her womb, and then he ate, and together they quit governing. Here's what God says to her. I hate this for you, ladies. And God said to the woman, I'll sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. Any, any woman ever had a baby? It does not matter how many scriptures you quote. That thing hurts. You can sit there and go, this birth is just going to be so easy and painless. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, it's not. That's why they're going to give you an epidural. <laughs> so painful the pregnancy is going to be now. It's going to remind you of the power of your womb, ladies. The re- this is just my opinion. The reason the pain of your pregnancy, that contracting of the womb, that pain, that hurt, so powerful is a contraction that my daughter who just had a baby, in the middle of having the baby, sent a text out to the whole family and said, cut this thing out of me now. 
And Robin's like, no, honey, we're not cutting it out of you yet. You've got plenty of time. The pain of your pregnancy is because God needed every woman to know that every time that thing contracts, that's potential greatness trying to get out of you. And you're going to have to push through the pain to see the potential greatness. You're going to have to push through what every man thinks about you and every culture thinks about you so you can birth out the potential greatness of a human being that can move the kingdom of God forward. But it doesn't just go to there. He says this. God says, and you will desire. Oh, here we go. You'll desire to control your husband. Here come all the rules. But he's going to try to rule over you. And this right here, in this moment of green desire to control, in this moment of blue, he'll rule over you, has destroyed what God intended for the marriage. It's because the issue becomes Satan's tactic is to subdue, dominate, and subjugate a woman down to the role of a mere animal. It's his whole goal, ladies. You're to hate your body. You're to hate everything about you. You're to compare yourself to every other animal. You're nothing more than a sex object. You're nothing more than how many guys can sleep with, what's your body count, how many guys have you been with. Your breasts are nothing more than objects of lust for men. No, no, no. They're not given to you to nourish a generation of potential greatness. They're given to you for a man to lust after. Your womb is nothing more than a bother. Your womb needs to be ripped out of you. Children are a bother. The whole lie to where women are just nothing more than mere animals. They just serve you. Keep them on a little leash. Go get my beer. Clean my clothes. Make my breakfast. Uh, all the things that men will do in every culture. It's a perverted lie, ladies. I don't know what our nation's doing to you right now, but it's a, it's a world of perversion that's coming against you to mock everything you are, ladies. Every boy you see on TV in a commercial that thinks he's a girl, it's a mock of Satan in your, in your face. And you should sit down your kids and say, see that right there? That's a mock of Satan to this thing. That's all he's doing. In the name of equity, in the name of whatever we think we are in this country. Here is what I think. I'll end here. Ladies, you are the divine mind of God. You are the pinnacle of his creation. Stop letting men abuse you, look down at you, subjugate you, and make you feel any less of a species. You are here to multiply, whether you like that or not. We need you and you need us. If you hate us and we hate you, there goes the human species. We need each other. We need each other, otherwise humans stop. And if humans stop, who knows what aliens come in here. But all I need to do is pervert it. I don't want to sleep with a man. I don't want to have sex. I don't want to get married. I don't want to. And if I do get pregnant, I'll just kill it. I'll just abort it. Do you understand together we can take the planet? But here's the challenge. We're to govern and rule, but that's hard now. Why? Because you want to rule over me and I want to rule over you. You don't want to submit to me and I don't want to submit to you. And now rather than coming together as a team and rather than coming together and saying, honey, there's nothing that can stop us. 
Now we argue over money. We fight over sex. We argue over where we're going to live. Who's going to work? Who's going to do the chores? We can't even get along. We don't even know how to agree. We marry the wrong man. We marry a man that abuses me. Marry a man that sexually molests me. Marry a man that emotionally abuses me. Why? Because an unregenerate mind takes advantage of a woman. And now the woman is just this beaten down little woman who doesn't know how to live free. Why? Because the men have been perverted. And the perverted mind of men have perverted the role of a woman. And then we shove him into the thing called marriage. We go, good luck. Here's a book. Go to counseling. Well, here's where we're going to go. Whether we like this or not, and I'm, I'm not talking to singles right now, married people. Ladies, you need us little beer drinking, Putin, burping fellas. You just need us. Fellas, we need you, ladies. We need you. We were no good without you, and I don't mean this negative. You're no good without us either. Because if we're gone, you can't have children and reproduce and take the planet. And if you're not here, we're lost. We have no clue what we're doing. So what do you do if you're Lucifer? You tell the woman to hate the man. You tell the woman to find another man, the man to find another woman. Why? Because I'm going to destroy the legacy of God's family. The kingdom will not go forward. I'm going to get the men, I'm going to get the women because Lucifer's going to build his own family. So the way Lucifer builds his family, he perverts the men, he perverts the women, he robs the men, he robs the women, he builds his family. Why? Because when two come together and agree as to touching anything, it'll be done of them, of my Father which is in heaven. So where Robin and I want to take you now that I've built what a man is, what a woman is, and what a family is, here's the deal. We, as difficult as it is, we've got to learn how to govern and rule together. We've got to do it together. We can't just stomp our feet and go submit, woman. That's not ruling together. And sometimes the woman's got a thousand better ideas than you've got. But we don't know how to do it together. We, we, get, we get at odds with each other. We get, he sleeps on the couch. We haven't had sex in forever. We can't communicate. Every time we talk about something, we argue. We don't get along. We just don't connect anymore. I just feel like he doesn't love me. Well, she doesn't love me. And I'm like, no wonder the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Simply because a husband and wife don't know how to govern together. And we lose our families and we lose our marriages and we lose our sense. Well, that's the best I got. Ladies... I love you, and I pray that as, I don't know where our country's going, but if you turn it on and you see this spirit that is coming against you, speak out against it. Be bold. They, they may cancel you. Who cares? The Instagram ain't your God anyway. It doesn't matter. We've got to be bold about what we believe. Stand up with me if you will.